Welcome everyone to the fifth episode of the Sport Kite podcast, where we'll be talking about any and all things Sport Kite related. Over the next episodes, we hope to talk about everything from how to set up your first Sport Kite to more advanced stuff like how to tweak your trick flying and kind of a little bit of everything in between. I am your host, Nick O'Neill, founder of SportKite.org, and I wanted to thank you for tuning in and listening. In this episode, we're taking a little bit of a break from the group discussion, and I'm going to take a moment to dive into some of the basics of sport kite flying. If you're a super experienced flyer, this might not be the episode for you. Or maybe you'll hear something and it might encourage you to share your thoughts. As always, we'd love to hear from you, whether you agree, disagree, or find yourself talking back at the podcast like we're in the room with you. Find us on Facebook under sportkite.org, or you can always shoot us an email at info at sportkite.org. By the way, if you like what you have heard here and would like to see it continue, consider becoming a supporter. Go to buymeacoffee.com slash sportkite. Let's get started. All right, so this is a solo episode. This is just me chatting with all of you about kind of the basics of sport kite flying and getting started. Uh, Say you've just picked up a sport kite for the very, very first time and you're wanting to learn how to fly. There's some tips and tricks that I've learned and I would like to share them with you so that you have a really good experience. So first and foremost, my suggestion is that you get to know your sport kite off the field. So when you're sitting at home, go ahead and take it out of the bag, pull it open. If it came with a manual, read the manual, look at the parts and kind of how all the parts and pieces go together. It's a lot easier to do this inside your house than it is out on the field when there's children running around, when there's dogs running up to you, when there's weather and all this other stuff. It's just a lot easier to do it at home. So there's my first suggestion is to Pull out your sport kite while you're at home and look over the manual. And speaking of while you're at home, another thing you can do is say it's dark out, so of course you're not going to go out and fly, uh, is why not check out some of the tutorials? And the first three tutorials I would highly suggest you look for, and there's multiple versions of these tutorials. Some of them are listed on the sportkite.org page. But uh, I would recommend you look at how to tie a lark's head knot, how to do basic launch, and how to do a basic landing. Those three things are really going to help you uh, going forward. All right, so now we've got our kite, and we're going to go out to the kite field. And we're going to set up our our kite for the first time out on the field, and we're going to have some fun. So right now is a good time to start establishing habits like winding and unwinding your line set the same way or setting up your kite the same way. And I'm cautious to say establishing that habit habit because you need to kind of be prepared that if you learn a better way to do things, you're going to have to change that habit. But for those first few sessions, get out there, establish that habit of, of doing things the same way so that it becomes more free and easier for you to go out and fly the next time. So the example I, I'm kind of referring to is winding and unwinding your line set the same way. 
I personally, I hold my winder in my left hand and I figure eight the line onto the winder with my right hand. If I'm unwinding, I hold the winder in my left hand and I unwind with my right or I just walk it out holding it in my left hand. And because that motion is is so kind of natural to me, it's a lot easier for me to notice little things. Like I can feel if the line uh, isn't right, if there's knots, if there's something that needs to be taken care of, because I'm not necessarily focused on the action. I am kind of zoned out on the action just because it's, it's natural, it's muscle memory. And so the, it's a good time to start establishing habits. And again, these habits may change with time. That's, that's perfectly cool. You're going to learn some really cool ways to kind of adjust your flying and adjust your skills. So that's, that's a fun thing to look forward to. So uh, next up is there is a grand debate on whether you should be winding your lines from your handle to the kite or your kite to the handles. And I'm going to tell you right now that ultimately it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. Just do it the same way every time for yourself until it, it feels right. Maybe after you've established your, your flying and your technique, change it up a little, see if it feels different. But if you prefer to go kite to handles, go kite to handles. If you prefer to do handles to kite, do handles to kite. It really does not matter. So we've got our line set out. We're, we're putting our kite together. Um, I highly, highly, highly recommend that when you put your kite together, sit on the ground to put your kite together. This eliminates some of the variance with weather and all the strangeness that's happening. And it also puts you closer to your kite. If that thing's out there and it's flapping around and you're trying to put things together while you're standing up, you might lose a piece, you might break something. There's a lot of extra noise and a lot of extra motion. So sit down on the ground while you're putting your kite together. Now, there are parts of the kite which uh, I've kind of already assumed you know the parts of your kite at this point. Uh, but I'll give kind of a, a brief overarching kind of description here is the fabric that kind of goes throughout the whole, the whole kite. That is just referred to as the sail. The sticks, the hard pieces, those are also called spars or spreaders, depending on um, kind of where they are in the kite. If they're horizontal, they're spreaders. And then you have the sticks that are in the edges and they're kind of covered up those are the leading edges and you might have standoffs that go from a spreader down to the sail and kind of create a 3d just like 3d form of the kite now of course foil kites if you're if we're including foil kites in this description they don't have any of the spars uh, they just have open cells at one end that is considered your leading edge and the other closed end is your trailing edge and then you have your left and your right side. So uh, if we are talking about framed sport kites, um, again, you're going to sit down on the ground as, as you put this together. And I highly suggest that something you do is you put your hand behind the fitting when you're pushing 
a spreader into the fitting. This kind of helps with the control and you can ease the pieces in together. Really make sure that that spar is really set nice and deep into the fitting. It would really suck if you're up flying and that thing had only been in there, say an eighth of an inch and just a little bit of a tweak and it's gonna pop out of that rubber that rubber fitting. So make sure that they're seated in there nice and snug. This is also where you check for, you know, if the bridles are all twisted and snagged and, you know, if something doesn't look right. Uh, for myself, when I'm sitting down on the ground piecing my kite together, this is where I inspect the kite for damage or anything that doesn't look right. And then, of course, this is also where I attach my lines using that lark's head knot. All right, so uh, I wanted to take a pause here for a second and give a shout out to uh, George, Nick, and Aaron, who have all graciously uh, donated to the buymeacoffee.com uh, slash sportkite. Uh, that really does help keep this podcast going. Uh, so of course, hosting a podcast, publishing the podcast does cost money. It, it costs us a monthly fee. And this little bit of help on the side really does make a difference when it comes to keeping this, this podcast going. So a big shout out to them. And yeah, if you're interested and you like what we're doing here, think about donating buymeacoffee.com slash sportkite. All right, so before we get into launching the kite, let's have a little bit of a chat about body positioning and body mechanics. So let's do something together. I want you to take your hands and put them directly out in front of you right now. It's like you're holding a box that is shoulder width and you're gonna hold it at shoulder height. Now I want you to bring your arms, bending them back until your elbows are touching your sides and your arms are making 90 degree angles. Your natural flying position is going to be somewhere in between these two. And ideally your hands are gonna be a little bit closer together. Uh, some folks like to fly with their wrists almost touching. Um, but the idea is that somewhere in the space of shoulder width and slightly in, that is gonna be your natural flying position. And what you really do not want to happen is you don't want to have T-Rex arms. So if you were to put your elbows at your sides and you, and you pull your hands really tight up to your shoulders, you have little T-Rex arms and they're, they're not going to function. They're not going to move. They're not going to do anything. So you don't want to be all tight and, and, and bunched up like that. And you also do not want to have crucified arms. So this is if you were to put your arms completely out to the sides, fully extended, like you're being crucified on a cross. You want to have those arms pretty much directly in front of you with a nice natural bend at the elbows and your hands roughly shoulder width to a little bit less apart. And this will be absolutely crucial when it comes to flying and steering your kite. Speaking of steering, something that's really important to keep in mind is to turn a kite, it's like turning a bike. So imagine your hands are on handlebars. You don't wanna be driving a car, you wanna be steering a bike. 
And so if you take your hands right now and imagine that they're on a bike and you, you're going to push that right hand away, straight away from you, while keeping your, your hand in pretty much the same plane as your left hand. And you do it the other way. You push that left hand away and the right hand stays in the same plane. It's not going towards your head. It's not going towards your belly. It is a bike handlebars and it's, it's fairly rigid and it's pivoting in front of you. And now if you imagine you're holding the steering wheel, that's where your hand goes up to your face or down to your belly and vice versa. So we don't want that second one. We want that first one where we're steering handlebars. This is the push-pull turn or a push turn or a pull turn. It's this difference in your hands if you look down at them right now and you're pushing one hand, say, six inches away from the other, that is enough to get a kite to turn. And that's really all you need to do, is you just need to keep your hands in this nice, relaxed position directly in front of you and push your hands back and forth. So there you have basic turning when you get up there. It's the difference in essentially the length of line from a center point to the edge of the kite. And you create that by doing stuff with your hands. So now we get into the rest of the body position. You, you want to be nice and relaxed because sport kite flying is a very active and engaging thing. You can't, you can't be tensed up in your shoulders. You can't have your back all scrunched up. You can't be, have your back all scrunched over. You're going to be moving your legs. You need to have some movement in your legs. So make sure that you're not standing in a very awkward position, like with your feet crossed or flying off your side hip or any of these weird things. Now with skill, you might be able to do that over time, but for right now, you just want to be standing proud, chest up, and your hands in that natural, neutral flying position directly in front of you. And that's what you're going to focus on with everything you do. So before we even do our launch and our land, I'm going to come back and say, hey, your legs are your biggest asset when it comes to sport kite flying. And they're the biggest overlooked asset when it comes to sport kite flying. A lot of people think that flying a sport kite or flying it with finesse uh, comes from the movement of the hands. And the truth is that it actually comes from those gluteus muscles and those quads and those hamstrings. That's where you can you can gain ground, you can save ground, you can, you can do what you need to do is with your legs. So if the kite is starting to go crazy and it's going right at the ground and you're freaking out, I want you to push your hands away from you and you're going to take some big lunging steps forward. Not tiny little shuffle steps, but big lunging steps forward, like five, 10 feet. Like you need to gain a ton of ground and you'll watch, it's gonna slow the kite down. And the inverse is true, is that if you want the kite to go up, you're gonna step back. So right there, this is how you do a very basic launch. You place your kite on the ground 
downwind of you. Now you'll see in some videos, viral YouTube videos, folks have their friends holding their kite and they're throwing it up in the air and just don't do this. Uh, this adds an extra level of difficulty when it comes to flying. Just place your kite on the ground. If you need a friend to hold it there to make sure that it doesn't fly away, that's cool. If, you know, ultimately you're going to learn that you don't need that. Um, but if you need that level of reassurance right now, go for it just by all means. But to get the kite up off the ground, all you're going to do is you're going to put some tension in the lines and you're going to take a big step back. Now, for some, if not most kites, this will be enough to get it flying and, and going upwards. Uh, depending on the conditions, what you may need to do is pump your hands up and down. And you're going to pump them equally, kind of like you're churning butter. So this is where you're going to have both hands are going up towards the face and down towards the belly. So you're kind of pumping as you step back. This will, this will get the kite going up. So those are things to play with and those are things to kind of feel around with. And yeah, uh, check out the tutorials online. I highly recommend Prism's Advanced Way to Fly. They have a rather extensive series uh, when it comes to learning how to to fly and to do tricks and to understand landings, which is a little difficult to get into on on a podcast episode. Or maybe we will at a later date when I have the guys back online and they can really get into the nitty gritty of the best way to do landings. So um, let's see, some of the other tips and tricks that I think I should share, mainly because I have seen all of these in person and yeah, I wanna save you some heartache and save you some time. So you've just bought that sport kite and you're getting down there, you're setting everything up, you've listened to this podcast episode, you've watched the things and you start unwinding your lines and you're like, man, there's a lot of line on these winders. Like, oh, this is gonna be crazy. I can't do this. These are so long. So you go shorter. Don't do that. There can be a case made for flying on shorter lines. However, those are with perfectly equal shorter lines. So what you want to do is whatever sport kite you got, walk the line set all the way out to the end of the straps. So there's no more line on the winder itself. Uh, the next one again is that uh, T-Rex versus crucified arms. So make sure to have your arms in that nice neutral position. Another is that unless you are flying on a beach and it that wind is perfectly coming on down the beach in, in one steady direction, is be prepared that your wind window might shift. And so you may think that the power zone where you're flying, that, that big strong area where you're flying, uh, it may change in reference to where you are. So you're going to have to change and adapt. Uh, just feel it and kind of find out where that is. Uh, next up is also to avoid 
disturbance from, say, uh, trees and stuff like that. You want to be as far away as you can. Um, I know we've talked about it in, other, in one of the earlier episodes, is that three times the height of the nearest object. That's how far away you want to be from those objects in order to have clean and clear wind. It will help tremendously with your flying. Um, let's see, what else is there? Uh, in, in present day, I would highly suggest that if you are struggling with your flying or there's something that's going on, uh, take video of it and go back and watch it afterwards. Everyone these days is carrying around a smartphone, so it's a lot easier for you to uh, video yourself and go back and watch it. And then you can compare it by watching some of the other uh, videos that are out there. If you have questions on which ones are the best ones to look at, uh, check out sportkite.org. We've got a lot of videos are, that are kind of listed there of, of some of the top performers and top flyers. Or alternatively, there's a handful of really good Sportkite groups on Facebook, like the Sportkite Sport Kite Pilots Lounge and the Kite Hanger. Um, and post your video in there and tell people you're looking for feedback and they might be able to give you tips and tricks. Alternatively, you could try sending it to the sportkite.org Facebook page and we'll try and get back to you and uh, kind of give you some tips and tricks. All right, so I think that's kind of all that I have for this episode. Um, again, this was just kind of a, a little bit of help for the brand new Sport Kite Flyer because we've been getting a lot of requests on people that have just purchased their first Sport Kite. So hopefully this will kind of get you started. Um, yeah, I uh, just wanted to thank you for stopping by and yeah. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Sport Kite Podcast. We hope to be bringing you something new every week. Like next week, we'll be starting a different series of discussions with also a new guest in, in the group. So don't forget to find sportkite.org on Facebook and give it a like and a follow and check out the website sportkite.org and watch this resource grow. If you have any questions or suggestions, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach us at info at sportkite.org or drop us a line on Facebook. By the way, if you like what you've heard here and would like to see it continue, consider becoming a supporter. Go to buymeacoffee.com slash sportkite. Thank you for listening. Till next time.